Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? clicking and hissing you hear the sound of the old wood stove warming up on this cold November night usually you would hear a bird song or the call of crows or jays in the background of one of my podcasts but tonight I'm fireside and calling on the wisdom of fire to guide my tongue as I speak. We are entering Sagittarius season. The fire sign, mutable fire. Mutable means changing. There's cardinal fire, which is Aries, the initiator. There's fixed fire, which is Leo, the blazing heart of the sun. And then there's mutable fire, which is Sagittarius, the wild adventurer, the wildfire, the unpredictable changing fires of passion, travel, philosophy, learning and teaching. The archer, the centaur. Connected to Jupiter through its rulership by Jupiter, Sagittarius is expansive in its wildness, always growing bigger, always chasing the horizon always learning more and more, experiencing more and more, becoming more and more. The hissing voice of the fire that you hear is the voice of Oak. Oak is ruled by Jupiter. Expansive, abundant, benevolent. The bark is medicine, the leaves are medicine, the acorns are food, the lumber is strong. In Gaelic, the word for oak is druir. That word also means door. 
Jupiter also rules luck, opportunity, a knock at the door. Druids were called the knowers of the oak, or those who knew the oak, or those who learned from the oak. It seems like Sagittarius would be a sign that resonates with the Druids. I myself was born under the sign of Sagittarius. In the wildness of the Sagittarian, there is an propensity for discontent. We are loving. We are generous and fair and we crave freedom and adventure, sometimes to a fault. In our lust for freedom, we can sometimes lose the deeper undercurrent of connection. I spent a lot of the first part of my life prioritizing expansion, adventure, success, abundance. And I did all of that very successfully. And then something happened. You see, Jupiter and Sagittarius prioritize not only freedom and expansiveness, but also truth. Truth with a capital T. And so all of that adventure, all of that wildness, all of that vast and varied experience and abundance was not necessarily taking me any closer to truth. And so now I sit here with the voice of burning oak and I learn to listen for truth. Because that I'm finding is where true abundance comes from. I'm also learning that all of the astrological signs have their balanced and imbalanced expressions and that the wild chasing of expansion is not the most healed version of Sagittarius. but that the more balanced seeking of truth and devotion to justice and to higher knowledge for me is much more aligned with the real and balanced expression of the Sagittarian energy. And I'm no longer hiding the truth of my life there's a good chance you can hear my kids in the background of this recording. 
My daughter is making a craft with construction paper. My son is wildly screaming while he plays Fortnite with other kids. <laughs> and this is the truth of my life. And I can't run from that either. Even though some days I really, really want to. For the past few years, I've been seeing clients in a really sweet little witch shop downtown in the city where I live um, adjacent to. I live in the hills adjacent to a city, and I would go down out of the hills into the city twice a week to see clients, and the shop was a bustling place of laughter and community gathering. So I would be doing Reiki or an herbal consultation and my clients would be hearing laughter and sometimes musical instruments or whatever was going on out in the shop. And at first I used to feel like I needed to protect the space more, keep it quiet for the, the client. But then I realized that these healing arts that I practice have always been a community affair. They've always happened around the hustle and bustle of life. The sounds that are part of our daily living and that this desire to separate what happens in our daily lives from the deeper work of healing is part of this worldview that has gotten us into the trouble that we're in right now. This separation between the sacred and profane between what is spiritual and what is practical is a separation that has not always existed. For our ancestors, the practical was spiritual. Our everyday tasks were infused with meaning. And in these ways, by reclaiming this, this holing, this wholeness, this holiness of our everyday lives, that brings us closer to truth with a capital T. And it creates this really dynamic inner expansiveness that I rebelled against really strongly as a young person. I hated routines. I hated housework. I hated anything to do with domestic life. I wanted wildness. Sorry if you can hear Mac chewing on himself in the background. But as I've spent more and more of my life actually observing wildness in the wild, I've noticed that wildness is not what I thought it was. It's not this unfettered, chaotic, lustful, wonderlust, roaming, um, desire chasing. That is not what I see in the wild. What I see in the wild is a lot of predictability. Animals moving, 
with the seasons, with the time of day, with the moon phases, gathering food from predictable places, drinking from predictable places, mating at predictable times. I've witnessed birds keeping their nests absolutely fastidiously clean. I've witnessed bunnies foraging on the same patch of clover at exactly the same time of day for days on end. There is a very real predictability and a devotion to rhythms and routines and to cleanliness and to very simple tasks. Yes, there is a lustful period where animals lose themselves completely to their desires. The white-tailed deer in our region are living through that that lustful period right now. We call it the rut season, where they're just out of their minds, um, chasing each other chaotically all over the place uh, as in their frenzy to mate with each other. But that is that lasts a few weeks. That is, and it's predictable. It always happens the same time of year. And so the truth of deer and their wildness is actually pretty predictable. The truth of Wren and her wildness is also predictable. She builds her nest in the same way every year, in the same spot. She and her mate build a decoy nest close by that they tend but don't lay eggs in. The nest is fastidiously clean. It's always constructed with the same materials and in the same shape. There's a lot of predictability in nature. There is unpredictability too, of course. But this idea that wildness means that we are careless or that we throw our troubles to the four winds and we just follow our desires is not wildness that's something else entirely and so the wildfire of sagittarian youthfulness has alchemized something in me into a deeper truth what does my wildness look like now in my 40s and it looks to me like answering to a call that is outside of convention, that the opposite of wildness for me is this sort of domestic conformity. So in this phase of life, instead of just following desire, I'm deconstructing the beliefs that I've been conforming to, where they came from, who told me to believe them, and who benefits from my conformity. And so my wildness is a reorienting myself to truth with a capital T. What is my North Star? What do I really believe? As an archer, what do I have my sights set on? Is it what I was told to believe? Or is there something more, something else? Something in the rhythm of my days that leads me to a deeper truth? When I wash the dishes, I remember that this is something that my ancestors have done. 
for hundreds of years. When I tuck my child into bed or pray over his fever, I know this is something my ancestors have done for hundreds of years. This is wildness. I'm acting out the wild blueprint of a human. We make tools and we maintain our tools. That is human wildness. We raise our young and we tend to them. That is human wildness. We gather in community and we laugh and we joke and we dance. That is human wildness. Chastising myself for not showing up the way my neighbor does in exactly the way my neighbor does. That is not wildness. Comparing myself with another mother over who's doing a better job is not wildness. Fretting over the crow's eyes that creep out of my outer canthus and wonder about makeup to conceal it is not wildness. That is conformity. Finding a local CSA that produces food out of these hills that I can support and grow in relationship with, that connects me to the land and to the nourishment of my family, that is wildness. Where is your wildness this Sagittarius season? What do you want to learn about? Where do you want to travel to? What conformity do you want to disrupt? Where do you want to set your sights? Jupiter is blessing us with expansiveness and luck. How will you use it to empower your intentions? Maybe carry an acorn in your pocket and remind yourself from that tiny seed comes one of the mightiest trees of all. That movement from acorn to ancient oak is the movement we're all moving through in our own lives, in our wildness, from our seed self to the fullest expression of our mature selves. Pouring our intentions over who we want to be, what our North Star and guiding light is into that acorn, breathing it into the acorn with three exhales, and then carrying that acorn in our pockets or placing it on our altars is a great way to empower that intention and to break with conformity and instead to wed ourselves more fully to our wildness. Maybe you are a knower of the oak. Maybe you want to speak the language of the trees. May your path be blessed wherever it leads. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. 
I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me.